0: Welcome this morning. Welcome to those on Zoom or who are going to be uh, watching or listening online or in the podcast. So glad to have you with us this morning. Share a little story with you. When I was a little boy, uh, maybe five or six, I watched my dad catch a fish. And I got to tell you, no pun intended, I was hooked, right? I I had to do this. I just, I had to get, Dad, show me how to do this. I want to know, you know, so I, I, I just, I, I gotta know. And, and I listened intently as Dad, you know, tried to explain to me uh, how to bait the hook, how to cast the line, right? Sink the hook, reel it in and all that good stuff, right? I'm hanging on every word. Teach me, you know, how to do this because I want so much to catch a fish. And then, and then when I didn't cast right, something went wrong, or I lost one because I was too anxious and sunk the hook too early. You know, I was back at Dad. You've you got to tell me how to do this. You know, what am I doing wrong? And, and, and I'd listen some more as he'd explain how to correct, you know, uh, what I did wrong. Dad, My dad's words were, were a treasure to me, right? Um, I, I just wanted to know everything that he could teach me because I wanted to catch a fish does that sound familiar? any of you um, something that you're good at now uh, because you took the time to get with somebody and say, "Show me how to do this, teach me how to do this right sat at the feet of of a parent or or a coach or a teacher right somewhere along the line, or maybe even you know looked online. Uh, did some research or looked in the library. Remember the old days when you actually went to a library and got a book out to learn how to do something? Right? But now you've got that knowledge. Now it's a part of you. You're good at something because you took that time and effort to, to learn that that knowledge was valuable to you like a treasure. And this is how the book of Proverbs uh, portrays for us the word of God. As a treasure, as a treasure, right? Uh, Wisdom and insight to be prized for the incredible value and benefits that it brings into our lives. I want to talk about those benefits this morning as we continue in our series from Proverbs uh, that we've called Living Your Best Life. The title of the message this morning there's gold in them, our words. There's gold in them, our words. Proverbs, go ahead, turn to chapter 2 this morning. Proverbs chapter 2. says this, My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you. Stop there. When when, when he says the word son here, that word in the Hebrew is kind of generic. It can mean daughters too. And all the women said, amen. Okay? So he's talking to a child here and says, hey, receive my words, treasure up my commandments. How, how, many, how many parents wrote down commandments for your children? So, you know, uh, so when, you, when you see this word, and I, I think he wor- uses that word commandments um, specifically here because this is, this is not only Solomon teaching his child. Right. This is, this is prophetic. You, you can see God reaching through here and saying, My children, listen to my words, listen to my commandments. Right? So this is not only, again, Solomon, this is God speaking through the generations, speaking also to us. And, and I really want to focus on that word treasure. Treasuring God's words. Treasuring God's commandments. And, and rather than to, to come to the end of the say, we just need to do this. You know, you need kind of you need to treasure. No, I don't want to do that. I want to say, why? I want to skip to the why. Why should we treasure God's words? Why is it like that? Look at, look at what David, uh, Solomon's father, said in Psalm 119. He says this, verse 97, Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. Your commandment makes me wiser than my enemies, for it is ever with me. Verse 103, how sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through your precepts I get understanding. Verse 105, your word is a lamp to my feet. It's a light to my path. Jeremiah, in chapter 15, verse 16, says it "says Your words were found, and I ate them, and your words became to me a joy and the delight of my heart, for I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. David and Jeremiah, what do they have in common, right? They both tasted of the Word of God and found it to be life-giving, found it to be joy-giving, found it to be benefiting for them in many different ways. David says, "I love your law." Jeremiah says, "Your words are the delight of my heart." Right? You, you see the attitude here. I love this. This is like 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 me, like the little kid wanting to learn how to fish. I I love those words. Tell me how to do this, right? So, what does God's word do for us? Skip down to verse five, Proverbs chapter two. It says, you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. You will understand the word of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Now remember, the fear of the Lord, you ever hear that statement? It's not to be afraid. We're not supposed to be afraid of God. God didn't create us to be afraid of Him, right? What does it mean? It means to properly reverence Him properly reverence him. He's the creator right, of all that is. He is the I am eternally existent before time. Right? He gave us life. That's what we find out in his word. It's he that created us. He that gives, gives us our very life. He gives us our very existence. And we find out that he's holy. He is utterly above and beyond every other being right? All-powerful, all-wise, all-knowing, absolute sovereign over creation. And we also find out that he is merciful and kind and generous, gracious, compassionate, and faithful. In this book, we find the love of God, the incredible love of God wrapped in a swaddling clothes and born in a manger, right, who would come and give himself for us on the cross. Sinners who don't deserve it, rebellers against God, right? He would sacrifice himself. Why? So that we could come to know him, so that we could be reconciled back in relationship with God and receive all the incredible benefits of God, the incredible blessings of God for all of eternity, right? Walking in his favor. And we can know that about God, we can know about this relationship and enter into this relationship. Why? How do we know? Because it's in here. Because it's in these words. And so to re- to fear him means to respond to all that he is, right? To humble ourselves before him, to worship him Above all, to love Him, to trust Him, right? And to live a life led and energized by Him as we seek to serve His good and His perfect will. All of that, all of that we find in the pages of this book. Verse 6 For the Lord gives wisdom, from His mouth come knowledge and understanding. As we've said before, all true wisdom comes from God, right? He disseminates it into information, people, and etc., etc. But if it's truly wise, it comes from him. And he wants to give us wisdom, right? We we, we see this as we're digging into Proverbs here. God wants to give us Wisdom. He wants to give us knowledge and understanding so that we can live our best life. So that we can have a positive impact on others and the world around us. It's not about religiously being good. I think think we're beyond that, aren't we? As a church, we, we, we recognize this isn't about us religiously being good. It's about walking in the wisdom of this book so that we can have the best results in life, right? That's who God is. Verse 7, he stores up sound wisdom for the upright. Who are the upright? The upright are those who want to do what's right. Those who, who, who want to hear what God has to say, want to follow that wisdom. For those people, God says, I got a bunch for you i got so much stored up for you. If your ears are open, if that's what you want, I've got plenty, plenty for you. Wisdom. Sound wisdom. He's a shield, verse 7, to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice and watching over the way of his saints. See, following God's word causes us to be people of integrity, doesn't it? People who are fair and just. And as we walk in those paths, according to God's word, he himself guards our way. He himself protects us. Isn't that awesome? Watches over us. God's word causes us to understand, verse 9, what is right and just and equitable. right? To understand every good thing. Path, to live in those best ways to relate to, to things and the people around us. That's what God wants to give us. That's what he wants to show us in his word. Verse 10. For wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. As we avail ourselves to this word, right? Wisdom will come into our heart. Love that. Love that. Knowledge will be pleasant. In other words, you're going to turn around one day and you're going to say, I am so glad I learned that. I am so glad I spent time in God's Word. I am so glad I know what I know because it's made such an awesome difference in my life. Verse 11. Discretion will watch over you. Understanding will guard you. Remember, we defined discretion as the ability to make wise choices and display good judgment. I just love the sound of that, don't you? The ability to make wise choices and display good judgment. You you want to be known for that? So do I. Look at that person has the ability, right? Make wise choices. God's word gives us that ability. There was a time I remember vividly where I believe that I was treated unfairly by a captain of a team that I was on, and uh, I had had plenty of opportunity to raise a big stink about it. Um, A a stink that would have kind of uh, brought him trouble a little bit, and brought some people to my side, and gotten me, you know, sympathy and empathy and that kind of thing. And as I thought about it, as I took it before the Lord, the Lord says, no, don't want you to do that. But it was unfair, but you, you, you saw it, and, and the broken promise, and this, and the other thing. Yep, but that's not what I have for you. And as I looked in God's word, and God said, humble yourself, right? I'm going to take care of you. So I followed God's path, and long story short, I was blessed in so many ways for that. God's wisdom, God's wisdom will deliver us, verse 12, from the way of evil. From men of perverted speech who forsake the paths of righteousness to walk in the ways of darkness. Who rejoice in doing evil and delight. Where am I going here? Somehow my page changed here. There it is. Who forsake the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perverseness of evil, men whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. The discretion and the understanding that we get in God's words will deliver us right from being taken advantage of by smooth-talking people who want to take advantage of our ignorance. Wisdom, understanding, discretion, right? And, and, and again, even, even as, as we do that, the Bible says that, that God himself guards our ways. There's, there, there are times, uh, and, and I don't have one right at the top of my head, but there, there have been times in life... Where, where I have been presented with an opportunity. And everything, the people around me, um, my brain says, this is a great opportunity. But in my heart, it's like this, zzzz. something's not right. Something isn't right. There was a, there was a discernment in me. I said, no, can't do it. I don't have a peace about this, right? And sure enough, go down the road, look back and go, Wow, that would have been terrible. Sounded great up here, right? So, wisdom, understanding, discretion from this word protects us, guards us. Verse 16, so you will also be delivered from the forbidden woman, from the adulteress with her smooth words. Uh, Verse 17, who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God For her house sinks down to death and her paths to the departed. None who go to her come back, nor do they regain the paths of life. Now, he gives a specific example here to his son, but I believe it's safe for us to kind of generalize. What is he talking about here? He's talking about that the wisdom, understanding, and knowledge from this word delivers us in the day of temptation. Right? So that by what we've gleaned from this word, it's like I I can see that temptation far off. I, I can see it for what it is. Not going there. Not going there. Not going to get caught up in that. Right? From here. Delivers us in the day of temptation. So we can see it and avoid falling prey to it. And so... Verse 20, he says, you will walk in the way of the good and keep to the paths of righteousness. For the upright will inhabit the land and those with integrity will remain in it. You see this, there's this sense of you're going to live your best life. You're, you're going to remain in the land. You're not going to be uh, put out. You're going to have a life that is blessed, that is... Um, consistent, that uh, you're going to survive, you're going to do well in life. Why? Because we've been attentive to this word. By becoming like a little boy who wants to learn how to fish, right? Wanting it so bad I could taste it. Putting it all together. God's word can keep us in a life-giving relationship with him, Help us to be the kind of person that we want to be fair and just, right? People of integrity with God himself watching over us, guarding our paths, right? It gives us insight into the best paths to walk with the ability to make wise choices and use good judgment, keeps us from being taken advantage of by bad people and situations and steers us away from destructive temptations, That sound like a deal? Such a deal, right? All of this from God's Word. Let's go back to verse 1. My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding. Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as hidden treasures, then all of this that we've talked about will be ours. What do we need to do? Let's break this down. My son or my daughter, if you receive my words, I told you last week about some advice that my wife had given me as far as packing a truck one day that I didn't receive. Right? There's there's wisdom available, there's wisdom that's given but you got to receive it. Right? You got to receive it. If we're going to gain all this from God's word, we need to be open to it. Are you with me like like when he says like when he says don't, don't repay evil for evil, but overcome evil with good. How many think that's really easy? Crickets, 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 right? It's not easy, is it, when someone does us wrong to turn around and do good, right? But we've got to be open to that. Well, yeah, I know what the Bible says, but argh. I'm going to let them have it. We're going to gain all the goodness. We need to be open to what God says. My 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 old pastor used to say, you know, the word of God is not like a cafeteria. I'll take some of this here, and I like this here, and oh, I love this here. You know, oh wow, God is with me, and God is for me. Overcome evil with good. No, I don't like that. That's uh, that that's like liver. I don't. I I know some of you like liver. God bless you. Um I can't can't get it down. But anyway, uh it, it God's word's not like a cafeteria. It's 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 all or nothing, right? It's it's all there and it's all good. And sometimes we bristle at it, but it's the right thing to do. So we need to receive God's word. Or as James says, be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving ourselves. We're not going to get wisdom by picking and choosing. Make your ears attentive. Make your ears attentive. What does that mean? This requires discipline, doesn't it? It means taking the time to open this book prayerfully and reading it. You know, I wish that I could put this under my pillow at night. And absorb, you know, all this wisdom by osmosis. It doesn't work that way. Can't say I've tried. (laughs) Because I kind of had a thought that it's not going to work. We have to make our ears attentive. Taking the time to read the scriptures. Or a Bible app, right? Or whatever. Going to church and Bible study. Listening to Bible teaching in the car. Not because we have to, right? Or because it gives us brownie points with God. Oh, look what I did to... No, none of that. But so that we can receive the wisdom and insight from this word. How many have ever listened to a a sermon that I've preached, and in in your heart, you've gone off on a a good rabbit trail and gotten something totally different than the point I was making, right? Right? or a a radio preacher, or whatever, right? Something else. God steers you over here and gives you a revelation of truth. right? But why were you there? Why did you get that? You know, whether it was the point of the message or another, you got it because you made your ears attentive. Inclining our hearts to understanding. That means not just reading the Word and saying, I did it. If 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 your goal is to read two chapters, and you walk away not knowing what you read, please get a new goal. I mean, it's wonderful to read the the Bible cover to cover and and say that we've done that, but understanding is key. Application is key. Without any of that, um, you know, there were there there are how do I say this? I have heard at times of people that can quote just big, big portions of Scripture. And then the person telling me about it says, but they don't live any of it. What good is it? right? Not, not only isn't, isn't it good, but it's bad. Because if they're not living by it, what are they doing? They're preaching to people and turning them off to, the, to Jesus at the same time. right? So we need to incline my, our ears to understanding. Coming to this book with the goal of understanding. God, what are you saying to me? What are, you, what are you saying to us? What are you saying to me personally? Calling out for insight, it says. Raising your voice for understanding. Can I let you in on a little secret? Your pastor does not understand everything he reads in this book. I know, I know. You're all shocked. But I, I, I don't get some of it. I have to sit there and say, God, I don't get this. What, what, what are you saying? And, and, then, and then you meditate. The Bible talks about meditating on the Word of God. You're prayerfully mulling this over. And how does, how does this work? What is this really saying? Taking the time to roll that over prayerfully in your mind and your heart. Raising your voice. Say, God, give me understanding of this. I want to know what this is saying because it, it, it looks, you know, either foolish over here or it looks like I, I don't have a clue. This is just too complex for me. What are you saying? Remember, we said God wants to fill our hearts with wisdom. He wants to give us understanding. So we come prayerfully with that. And as we sit at his feet and we mull it over and we pray over it and we think we get something, then go to either the commentary in the Bible, you know, if you have a good study Bible, or other commentaries, or go online, or ask the pastor, or ask Sunday school teacher, or whoever, right? What what, what do you think this is saying? We're we're inclining our hearts. I I don't want to just read this. I want to understand it. Because with that understanding... Will come that wisdom and that insight and that knowledge that benefits our lives. And and I I, I can tell you too, just just um, personally, I, I have some things that are still on a shelf, waiting for that understanding. Sometimes you got to wait a little bit. Um, you know, I read this and I read that and I read that. And it's just still still not making sense. Put it on the shelf. God, in your time, you know, make this, make this clear to me. Calling out for it, though. Raising our voice for it. Not just shrugging our shoulders and walking away. Not just, you know, reading something go, I don't have a clue what that is. Uh, let's move on to chapter 3. No. If you seek it like silver, search for it as hidden treasures. Do you see the attitude here? There, there, there's gold in them, hill. there is gold in them thar hills, There is gold in them thar words. Search it out. Seek it as treasure. Right, It's an attitude. There is stuff in here that is going to help me in my life, help me to live my best life, help me to be a better person, help me to make an impact on the world, help me to have joy and peace and strength in the difficult times and hope for my future. There is all of that in here. Stuff that's going to hold me tight when I'm in a crisis. It's in here. It's in here. Help me to live my best life. Make me fruitful. If that is our posture towards this book, towards the Word of God, then we're going to understand the fear of the Lord. Then we're going to have His blessing. That that wisdom, that insight that guards us, protects us, guides us in life, and brings all kinds of blessing and fruitfulness to us. You see that? So, God's Word. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I love the fact... um, you know, we've, we, we talk sometimes about what it took to, to, to get this word to us, the, the blood, sweat, and tears, literal, right, that went into translating this so that we can sit down with it and open its pages and glean what God has for us. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for making this available to us. Thank you for preserving this word. Thank you for giving it to us uh, in our own language. Um, and, and even giving us resources so that we can look up the Hebrew and the Greek if we need to. And, and commentaries from people that you've given insight to. And, and, and teachers and etc., Lord. All so that you can bless us. All so that you can fill us with what we need day by day. to Live our best life. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Give us, Lord, a renewed hunger for your word. May it be to us that treasure that we see. Be glorified in it, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen.